Hey everyone, I'm James Wilson. And I'm Allison Wilson. Welcome to A Loving Marriage Podcast. We're all about helping you have a healthy marriage. Now, we are going to be talking about loving your spouse in sickness and in health. Because let's be real, all of the uh, all the pictures we see on Facebook or all the videos are typically about the good times. You know, all yeah. the best times. You just put a little pretty little picture the and you put a times. yeah, they put a pretty little post and everything's all good. Now, but as as you know and as we know, marriage sometimes is hard because your spouse goes through some sickness, whether that's uh, something that is temporary or something that is terminal. Nevertheless. Marriage is hard, and we want to share some of the stories that we've had, um, that that we've experienced with some sickness, but we also want to share the just kind of thoughts from the other spouse. So Allison's yeah. going to share a time to where she had to have surgery, and I'll, I'll respond to that on what that was like for me, and then I'm going to share a time to where we had to be rushed to the ER at a, from a very magical place, rushed to the ER, and then Allison will respond from there. But I think this episode is important because it helps us not to believe in the facade that marriage is only about the good times. Yeah. It helps us not become delusional. Like, everything's going to be great. It's not going to be perfect. Yeah, that that is not promised. (laughs) But what is promised is the peace that we can have from trusting God and that we can provide for our spouse through the sickness or through the difficult times. And so this podcast, this episode isn't going, you know, going to be a downer. It's all negative and sad. But at the same time, we want to just provide the other spouse's experience through some difficult moments. Yeah. Yeah. So, Allison, what's the time for you that, uh, that you had to deal with some sickness? Uh, my first pregnancy. Well, both of them, I was sicker than a dog but my first one because you don't know what to expect I thought going into it I thought I was going to be perfect and I wouldn't be sick and it would be this beautiful beautiful nine months eh, no no nah, I was just sicker than a dog I was so so sick and then found out one of our first ultrasounds that we ended up um I had a, a cyst on my ovary that was as big as a water bottle had no idea. They were surprised I didn't feel any pain from that. Had to have surgery on that. And um, and then somewhere in the middle of the pregnancy, found out I had a cyst on my back and that we had to deal with that. And we had to deal with that after having Eli. And we had surgery. I had surgery like three months after having Eli with that. And that was that was a scary moment. The only other medical surgery I had was for the first cyst earlier on, um, the one the ovary one. And then now I have a newborn baby that I have to take care of, and I have to have another surgery that ha- requires some help afterwards on dealing with things. <laughs> yeah, why don't you explain what the this the importance of removing those cysts? Uh, the, the first one, the cyst on my ovary, it was important to remove that so that Eli could grow. Mm-hmm. Um, if it would have restricted his growth, if we continued to, to let that be where, I mean, it was around, it was around the uterus 
and we needed to get that out so he could survive. And that was a really scary moment for me because I didn't, at first the plan was to wait until 39 weeks to have a C-section and take it out at the same time. Uh, Then the doctor changed her mind and said, no, we need to have surgery now in the next several weeks. And it was my first really big surgery. I, at that point, we didn't even know if Eli was a boy or girl. And it was really, it was really scary to put my life and my child's life in the hands of a doctor so that he could grow, so that Eli could become what he is now. Yeah. Well, what about the one in your back? That was that was less scary because Eli was already born. He was already here. Um, but it was also, it had a lot of after things to take care of. Like James had to uh, remove, um, I forget what they're called. What, the gauze? Oh, yeah. He, yeah. He had to remove gauze from my wound because he couldn't, you had to let it heal from the inside out. So that required a whole lot more of him helping me because it was on my back. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do anything. I didn't even know what it looked like. I refused to look at it in the mirror. I didn't want to. I still to this day have no idea what it looked like. But he had to deal with that on the regular every day. Was it once a day or twice a day that he had to remove the gauze and replace new gauze in there? That was a lot to to go through that, to rely on James to take care of me of something. I'm, I, I like taking care of myself. I don't like being a burden on somebody else. And to put that, that love and that trust into him that he's going to take care of me the best way he can possibly do and to not think any less of me yeah. because something I have no control over. Yeah, and so for me, taking those gauze out every every morning, you had to put the gloves on, clean it, take it out, clean it out, put new ones in, all that. But it, I think for me, it went from, hey, let me help Allison every day to, okay, I have to stop doing what I typically do to help Allison to, oh my gosh, when is this going to change? This is getting annoying because I can't keep doing what I was doing. And I'm just being honest, you know, back to, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was thinking like that. Like, God, help me to stop being so selfish and to help my spouse. Like, this is what marriage is about. It's not always about the shiny, great times. It's about being there and being present and serving through difficult times as well, while not complaining through it. What what's the point of a marriage if you're only excited for in loving your spouse when they're when they're good, when they're healthy, yeah. when when they're happy, when they got money? What's the point? That, that's not that's not a marriage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're marrying you're marrying the person. That's a delusion. <laughs> uh, but as we're talking about loving your spouse through sickness and in health, for me, you know, again, it's about just being open and honest that there, there was a time in that, in that moment to where Allison had to be, we had to readdress the wound and, and some other things daily on the, uh, yet the same time in a sense in the mornings. Uh, but there was a time to where I started, I drifted from 
wow, I, I'm so glad I get to help my spouse toward, okay, when is this going to get better so that I can go do X, Y, Z? So I can go do something that's more important. So I can go do something with my time. And I'm so glad that God helped me with that because, again, think, think about Christ and his life. When he's performing the miracles, everybody's out there. When he's feeding the food, uh, you know, turning the, uh, he's multiplying the lunch, everybody's out there. He's healing people, everybody's out there. But when he starts get, when he gets arrested and starts getting beaten, oh yeah, people leave. Yeah, no one's there. Not They're even. gone. There's John and his mom. <laughs> Those are the yeah, two, that was about it. you know, and and again, that that's something for us to really look at that and really ask God for wisdom on, because yes, we love our spouse, but when we don't give our lives and, and spend time with God, we can start seeing opportunities to serve people and our spouse as annoyances. You know, and and I think that's the thing for me that I'm so glad that God helped me on. So if your spouse is dealing with a health issue or whatever it is in regards to sickness, I encourage you, if you if you are right now where I was of this is annoying, when is this going to change? I'm tired. I would just encourage you to seek first the Lord and to think about how when he was doing the miracles, people were around. But right when it started going bad, they all scattered. And and we don't want to do that. And so that that's something, that, again, that I wanted to share. Because I know that if I stopped doing what I was doing, that would not be good for Allison. That would cause harm to her. Yeah. She couldn't do it on her own. So, so what, am I just going to leave her there? Throw my hands up? Say, oh, oh, well. That's not what we're called to do. And we can't see serving as an inconvenience, even to our spouse, when they're sick. But yeah. that's but that's our sinful nature, right? Because like as you're explaining it, and like as we're going over it, it sounds so selfish that we would see helping somebody as an inconvenience. Yeah. But we do it all the time. <laughs> Somebody's around yeah. on the side of the road; they need money. Ugh! You know what I mean? We're like, no, I'm good. I'm good. But but and and the worst part again is that that can drift into our marriage, and that's what that's what really we wanted to just address in this episode, is that if you are doing that or it may come right, nevertheless don't see it as an inconvenience, but see it as an opportunity to serve Jesus, because at the end of the day it's just going to bless your spouse and help them. Yeah, you're going to grow closer together because yeah. of that. Yeah. So, James, what was one thing that you've been you've gone through? Yeah, uh we went I think it was our 6th year. I don't remember. 6th year. 5th year. 5th Yeah. So for our 5th year anniversary, we want to do something extremely special and go to the most happiest place on earth, which you can imagine, <laughs> Texas. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we went to Di- we went to Disney World, which yeah. were not sponsored, but hey, anybody, shout out. Just email me and give us free tickets. All right, but <laughs> um, but we had we went to Disney World. <clears throat> yes. We had all the money saved up. My mom watched our uh, watched our son, and we had all everything planned out to a T. One because that's 
my that's how I operate. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to Disney, you know. We don't want to be like, yeah, let's just figure it out. Like, yeah. no, like let's let's plan. So anyway, we go to Disney. And it was during their food and uh, food and wine festival, which meant a lot of food. Delicious food. Delicious food, yeah. So we go, we're going to all these places, we get the park hopper, we're switching, going here, going there, watching all the shows, doing the rides, and then we go to Epcot for the um, food and wine festival, or is it wine and food, I don't know, whichever one. But we're walking around, I mean, we're, I'm eating, I mean, I'm eating lobster rolls. Yeah, we're eating around the world. I'm eating egg rolls, I'm eating Jelly roll. I'm just rolling up, right? Just roll everything. Roll. Just yeah, roll. it's all delicious. Yeah, just food. I'll just. I can't. I mean, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, creme brulee. I mean, everything. Then we get to <laughs> we get to Hawaii because you're supposed to go around the world and travel. And then like I'm I'm already full. I'm about to throw up. And you know this voice. I thought it was the Lord. I thought he was telling me to keep eating. So I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I guess I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> But I was like, oh, but I'm so full. And then I was like, okay, I'm done. And then it was like an angel from heaven. And then we passed by a, a Hawaii, and they had a, a little place there where you can buy Hawaiian cheesecake. And I'm like, obviously that's the Lord. I got room. <laughs> I have enough room for the Hawaiian cheesecake. Amen. So I go up and I buy the slice, which was like eight. I bought the slice. Oh, yeah, she I bought, went up yeah. there. I already wasn't even went. feeling well. I was already like hunched over. I'm like, yeah. oh. He, he, he sent me. He, oh. and he went like, to go sit on the side. Yeah. And I went and got in line yeah. and get, to so, get it. So let's start with this. I'm already feeling bad. Like I'm already hunching over, moaning like, oh, I don't feel. Ugh. I started feeling it when I was eating that creme brulee. But nevertheless... Like I said, um, I, I, I still had room for the cheesecake. So Allison, <laughs> for some reason, didn't even stop me, right? So I, don't, I, I did. I tried to say, you're full. You're full. Mm-hmm. Stop. And you you're like, no, I see? want this. I want yeah. this. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So you're an accomplice. So, <laughs> so we get the cheesecake. I'm eating it. And as I get like one to two bites in, I am feeling worse and worse and worse. And and I spent what seven eight bucks on the slice, and I'm, oh, I'm yeah. I don't like to waste money, so I'm going, man, I cannot throw this eight dollar slice of cheesecake in the trash. But I am feeling like I'm about to die, and so I threw it away. And then I recognized that I was feeling this weird tight feeling in my stomach area over to the right, and I'm going, babe. We need to go to the medics and like, where are the medics? I need no, a, I, I wasn't even there. Yeah, I was like, you. I need to go to the the first aid or whichever. So, Allison was nur- uh, nursing Eli at the time, so she had to go to the the pump area to go yeah, pump the nursing, nursing station. So then I go to the medic area or first aid area, whichever it was called. I don't even remember now. Uh, and the lady, she gave me some pills to help with the pain, uh, and I'm going. This is not good and just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Next thing you know, they call the ambulance and I am on a stretcher in the in the like area to where people are like hurting, like in this first aid area. And people come out of their offices to look at me. They're all like watching me on the stretcher. I mean, it's just the most embarrassing thing. But I mean, I'm still like, oh, oh, you know, so I honestly don't care because I'm trying not to die. So then we get on there. They drive us to the hospital. We figure it out. And it was uh, gallstones, which if you've ever had that, it is, it's, oh my gosh, it's, it's a nightmare. It's terrible. It hurts really bad. And then they were saying that we need to have surgery. 
And so for me, I'm just sitting there in pain going, how in the world are we going to get back home? We're here in Florida. We were in Mississippi. We lived in Mississippi at the time. And throughout that whole thing, Allison was with me. She was there by my side the whole time, except for the whole pumping time. But from the ambulance into the room, into the waiting, into me, you know, getting some pain meds to back on the flight, holding my hand, she's with me the whole time. And never once did she blame me for ruining the vacation. Never once did she blame me about all the money that we wasted because if we couldn't go back in a certain amount of time, we would lose the tickets. Uh, never once did she blame me about the food choices that I made that may or may not have sparked up some stuff in my gallbladder uh, <laughs> that's still on the fence. Um, but never once did she point a finger or show any negativity or anything like that. And and, and to me, um, and I wrote about that in my book, Pain Information, but to me it was just so awesome to watch how I I was going through something and, and and it really at the expense of our fifth year anniversary like completely destroyed it but my wife never said anything negative to me or never blamed me for it so how, how was the how was it how was it for you babe because that I was the one you know going you know moaning yeah. and all that and you were there but how was it for you as we're talking about loving your spouse in sickness and in health. Um, it was very scary. I didn't know what was going on. I mean, I was pumping, so I was by myself, and he was, you know, out out in the room. Supposedly, I thought he was, and being coming out, and then being told that oh, he went to first aid. I was like, wait, what? Like he just said, his stomach was hurting. Like I thought you, I thought he was just full. So it was very. That was very scary. Like okay, there, there's obviously an issue. And then I go back into the, the first aid area, and he's laying down in pain, like hunched over. He could barely talk to me. And I'm being told by the nurse that they called an ambulance for him, and he's going to the ER. And all I'm thinking is that, what what can I do? Like, what, what can I do? I, I can't take his pain away. I can't help drive him in the ambulance. I can't do anything. And at that time, I, I could just be by his side, you know, hold his hand and, and to make sure that anything else, any worries that he had or things that could come up with him going to the ER, I took care of that. I, I could take that on myself. Like, he just needed to worry about himself. Like, worry about your pain. Make sure that you're, you're taken care of. I will take care of everything with the vacation, getting home, communication with my mother-in-law, um, who to take care of, Eli, all, all of that. I will deal with all of that info, info as long as you're okay and you get the help that you need. And it was it was a scary feeling. It was... Mm-hmm. It was um, being told by the doctor that you needed surgery was was scary because we were in Florida. We were states away from our child. Um, we were scheduled to go home the next day. We didn't know when the surgery would happen. We didn't know uh, how long we would have to be there, when we would be able to go home. Um, we didn't know, like how serious it was and if you would continue to be in the amount of pain that you were in fortunately it it subsided soon after we went to the ER they gave you some pain meds and mm-hmm. 
and some things to um, help that. And so a couple hours later, you were you felt pretty good. Uh, but being told you had surgery and not not knowing when that would be, that was a that was a a good moment right there. Yeah, I I think for me it's it's one of the things of when our spouse is sick, we have to remember when we were sick, or we have to remember how people treated Christ. We have to get out of our own schedule and busyness and goals and drives and determinations and all our aspirations and and push all of that stuff aside and say, I'm here. Yes, there are a lot of things that we cannot do. Right? I am not a doctor. I cannot perform surgery. <laughs> Yeah. Right, but what I can do is be present for my spouse to let them know I'm here. Yeah. And it also goes to that take care of yourself as much as you can so that you don't start seeing you serving your spouse as an annoyance. Or take care of yourself so that you don't start seeing your spouse's decisions to stuff your face full of food causing the gallbladder <laughs> to go, what? Causing you to completely go to the emergency room and, in a sense, ruin the fifth year anniversary. It didn't ruin it. It made it a good memory. It made it a good, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. we'll remember yeah. that for the rest I, of our I lives. I was not laughing then. I could laugh now, praise God. Yeah, that was that was a nightmare. But I, I, I think that this, again, this episode is important because... We only see, we have to be careful what we see. You know, perception is reality. So the only times, you know, only thing in marriage you're seeing online typically is about the good times. The good times. Yeah. And we have to be real. Not to say we're going to dread when the bad things happen or we're going to start just shutting down or anything like that. But it's about how can you put that exact same effort when everything's quote-unquote great, how can you still do that when your spouse is dealing with sickness? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's been something for us as we've learned, even as, you know, I get a headache or you get a headache, and, and when we do, well, we can't. it's hard to have a headache and watch the kids. It's hard to have a headache and do whatever it is that you need to do. But even when you're sick, it's it's hard to do things a hundred percent effective when you're not feeling well. Oh yeah, and it's it's going to happen. There are going to be days where I mean, you know, you know, with the coronavirus, your spouse may get it and you may not. And if your spouse is sick or whatever the case is, it, it's not the time nor place to start being frustrated about all the things you got to do to help. I mean, I get it. I I shared how I started to view those things, and then I shared like, God forgive me. <laughs> I should not be thinking like that. I should not be getting upset that I have to serve my spouse. Because what if it was me? What if it yeah. was me? Yeah. You know what I mean? We're, we get so stuck on what we want and our routine that we forget, like, well, what if it was me? I, I wouldn't want my spouse to do that to me. Oh, yeah. It's always a thought in the back of my head is, how do I want James 
to see me? How do I want him to treat me during yeah. those times? And he has taken great care of me in, in my times of need and being pregnant and having surgery multiple times. You know, yeah. I need to make sure to always treat him the way that I want to be treated. Yeah. Again, I, I think it just goes off that, that foundation of, of, uh, of your relationship with God. You know, we've talked about this on earlier episodes, but it is true. And and that's why I'm so glad that God helped me with that because I started recognizing this isn't love. If I'm upset that I get to love my spouse by serving her when she's not feeling well, something's off. And that's that's me. I'm off. <laughs> yeah. You know, and um and 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 that that to me is what love in a marriage is it's about recognizing it and then not just leaving it there but doing something about it mm-hmm. so any final thoughts about loving your spouse through uh in sickness and in health just love them be there for them yeah well again in one of the the marriage advice in in the earlier episode someone did say that love is a choice and choose it daily yeah. And I I think just like that is the day after day after day of changing, you know, your gauze and all those other things that I had to do. I started to drift from choosing to love you to choosing that this is inconvenient. This is inconvenient in my schedule. You know what I mean? You start yeah. really sounding like, oh my gosh, like a brat, like a spoiled brat, mm-hmm. you know, who's taking life for granted. And so for... As we close, I'd say to just choose to follow Christ every day. And when you do that, you'll recognize the blessings that you have. Because time is precious. It's extremely (laughs) precious. Yeah. So, again, and and even when we were in Disney, you know, we were on on top of the world. Everything was great. The music was playing. The weather was perfect. We were holding hands. We loved it. And in the snap of a finger, it all changed. Yep. You know? Yeah. But just because our circumstances change doesn't mean our love for one another has to change. Mm-hmm. And doesn't mean just because our health changes doesn't mean our love has to change towards a negative view. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Well, with that said, we pray that you will love your spouse through sickness and in health. Again, this is a journey. It, there's no destination of we're the perfect couple we've made it but it's all about having a healthy marriage not a perfect marriage but a healthy marriage and what a healthy marriage does um, each spouse they love their spouse they love each other through sickness and in health well with that said we will see you guys on the next episode uh other than yeah oh wait make sure that you join the facebook group seriously Stop avoiding it. I don't understand (laughs) why you haven't joined yet. Go to Facebook.com. You already know it. And then just search Healthy Christian Marriages. It's it's that simple. If you want a healthy marriage, join the group. We want your input. We're helping each other. It's not an audience. It's a community. People always say you need, you know, it takes a village to raise a kid. And I started thinking, well, what does it take to keep a marriage? Well, it takes a village too. Well, let's make one. So that's the community. Make sure you go on Facebook, put in um, Healthy Christian Marriages. And now that I've said that, we're finished. Bye, everybody. Bye.